Mandy Yakich from Creative Matters, and you're listening to Creative Matters On Air, where I have conversations with new and established artists from around New Zealand. I love to listen to artists' stories and learn about their creative process, and maybe you do too, which is why I've made this podcast, to inspire, inform and educate. I hope you can take away something positive and encouraging from each of these amazing stories to help you on your own creative journey. Welcome to Creative Matters, episode 20. Thank you so much for listening. Today I'm talking to Gabriella Williams. Gabriella is an artist living in Auckland, New Zealand. She has a super interesting story, which I'm sure will be really inspiring to many of you, as despite living amongst creative people when she was younger, trying out creative ventures over the years, and having a creative career in education, it's only now in her 50s her passion for art has been unleashed, and she has developed her own art practice, and now finally thinks of herself as an artist. Her paintings often respond to the skies, sea, and land of a favourite place, Murawai Beach, that's northwest of Auckland, where she spent many happy times as a young adult. She is drawn to beautiful things, shapes, and patterns, and often recreates them in another form or medium. You can see her beautiful work on her blog, which is on our website, creativematters.co.nz, and you can check out her work on her Instagram page, Gabriella Williams Art, which I've linked to on her blog. Welcome to Creative Matters on Air, Gabriella. Thank you, Mandy. It's nice to be here. It's so good to have you. And I guess we should have full disclosure here <laughs> and uh, let people know that we are friends and our children are married. Yes. And we have just had our first grandbaby together. Yes. Rocky. Yeah, and he's very beautiful. He certainly is. So, uh, so it's a bit special. Yeah, and we're uh, we're very lucky to um to be friends and grannies together. Absolutely. Yeah. So um, I'm really looking forward to hearing your story, even though um, we've known each other for some time. There's uh, lots of things I don't know about you. And, um, you know, I think it's going to be so interesting to work out how you got to that point in your 50s where you were ready to make make work yeah. and then, you know, do so well with it and become so successful. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. So, okay. Cool. So let's start from the beginning. Where were you born, and can you tell us something about your childhood? I was I was born in uh, Sicily, in a place called Chefalu. It's quite a long love story, um, so I'm going to be as brief as I can. Um, my mum and her first husband, Bob Rocky, who's also a very famous uh, New Zealand cartoonist and um, scientist, they were living in Italy at the time, and um, he's the one that I actually call dad. So just for future, the, the rest of the story, it might yep. be important to know. Future reference. Um, and while we were living there, my older sister and two older brothers had been born, and um, my mum fell in love with, um, I think he was the landlord of the house that mum and dad were living in. So... Um, I was born, and wow. that happened. <laughs> That's a great story. I think that could be turned I, into a novel. Perhaps. I know it's pretty, it's a pretty lovely story. Yeah. And they were very in love, but back in the day, it wasn't really what was sort of done. And so, my grandparents, living in New Zealand at the time, never knew anything about me. Um, and then my mum, they between them decided that I was going to be adopted out. So, um, sadly, I, I did go to another family for probably about eight months. And during that time, um, my mum, um, dad actually got polio and ended up very sick in hospital. Mum came back to New Zealand with my brothers and sister. And, um, it wasn't till they got home that my mum had pretty much had a breakdown and, uh, and also my older sister sort of spilled the beans and told my grandparents that uh, we left our baby behind. So oh that was goodness. me. So Wow. And then um, mum actually sort of fell apart, I think. And, um, As the you would. Uh, yeah. And it, the doctor that she sort of spoke to said, well, you've got to get your baby back. So uh, my my birth father, who I call Beppe, 
he um, sort of negotiated with the the family that had me, and after quite a lot of rigmarole and him selling a whole property to pay them off to get me wow. back. Wow. And dad had to put his name on my birth certificate to get me home. And I came back um, at about nine months old to mum and to my brothers and sisters. Obviously, my their marriage had split up, but um, they, they got me back and uh, – it's pretty lovely romance, a mm. bit, lot more to it than that, but because mm. that's not the story we're telling now. So yeah, nine months. So then we grew up in um, in a in Parramatta in Wellington, and Mum, we were surrounded by uh, very creative people, friends of Mum's. She was great friends with Sam Hunt, the poet, and Alistair Meg Campbell, two other poets. So lots of writers, Jack Lazenby. Um, and Robin White, the painter, and um, Don Binney. And so all those sort of people, I think, had quite an influence. Perhaps I didn't realize it at the time, but now looking back, I think actually they were really important to who I am and what I am. And also my my childhood was amazing. I mean, we grew up in Parramatta till I was eight. Um, and our life was very... Um, we, we we were really creative kids because back in the day, you would go off in the beginning of the day and not come back till dark. And I know other people have mentioned that, kids born in that era. Mm. And we'd create games all day, every day, and um, played really well as kids. There was no tablets and phones, and we just went off and did our thing. And um, so I think that was quite a beautiful childhood you know, I believed in fairies as a little girl, and they'd make my brothers would make me we moss huts and 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 just we climbed trees and we had a a really beautiful childhood actually. And yeah, Mum's friends were really um, important to us and to her. Mm. And yeah, that's so, really interesting. And you said your dad, your Kiwi dad, was a cartoonist. Yeah, he's he's still alive and he's still creating at 89 I think he is and wow. um and he is incredible. He's written lots of books mm. and published and Did many. he encourage you? Yeah, he's he's been that's why I wanted to differentiate. I've had three dads and you'll get to know them all. <laughs> but he he's been really inspirational because he's an incredibly clever man. I'm always on the go for doing a new project, and I'm sure that's part of it for me. Mm. He never, you know, held back, and so he's published lots of books. He's had an award of merit for his cartooning and his science. And so, yeah, he's always been amazingly, um, you know, supportive mm. of everything and, and like creative. that. And creative. And creative, yeah. yeah. And perhaps not supportive in, in a sense, but a creative and, and ongoing creation, like mm. at 89 still doing things. Yeah, and that would writing. have been inspiring Oh, to you. amazing. Yeah. We're just incredibly proud of and him. And was your yeah. mum like that? Was she Mum was, yeah, Mum had a different sort of creativity. She had a Bachelor of Arts. She was very creative English. She she wrote a lot and and. Um, reading back on her letters, um, I've got lots of her old letters when we lived in Sicily and things. She wrote really incredibly beautifully. Um, all her wherever we lived was always really aesthetic. Like she had beautiful art and beautiful objects around, and um, she was creative in lots of ways. In the kitchen, she was an amazing cook. In the garden, and she whenever we were on holidays and things, she always painted and sketched where we were. And um, same as my dad, actually, in Sicily, was a good painter as well. Um, so, yeah, she, she did. And her mum was a great potter, amazing. Our grandmother, she was a, always remember her as a child when we were little going to visit her at Kawakao Bay. And she would be in the um, underneath the basement. She had a big old wheel and always beautiful things in creation. Wow. And my aunt, actually mum's sister's the same. She's amazing potter as well. Mm. So yeah, we've yeah. we've had a lot of it. You were it's really been surrounded quite with love, all sorts of yeah, quite creativity. Special. Yeah, yeah. Which is beautiful. Mm. So uh, where did you go to school and at high school is it you, uh, you've moved out then so to we, Northwest? Yeah, we moved from, from Parramatta into Wellington. When I was eight my mum remarried 
my stepfather Richard, so that's the third dad. Right. <laughs> so I only had three, but they're all very important. And so we moved into town into uh, uh, a place called Northland in Wellington. Um, and so I went to Wellington Girls High School. Uh-huh. And uh and from there we I did studied art at high school. Um my favourite subjects probably were English and art. Loved writing, loved all aspects of art. Um, everything else wasn't terribly important to me at the time, <laughs> but but I did work really hard on those. Mm. Um, and then when I was sixteen, I had a, we had a bit of a tragedy. I lost a really my first boyfriend was killed, and soon after that, we actually moved from Wellington up to Auckland. So I ended up doing. Uh, it was a really rough year, but I ended up doing um, what would be the equivalent now, uh, Form 6. It would be Year 11, I think. Year I 12. Did the, year 12. I did that correspondence uh-huh. living um, at Murawai. We moved out there. I mean, we had a brief uh, live at O'Reary Point um, while my parents were looking to um, buy some land and for future fostering. But in the end, we actually moved out to Murawai, Murawai Road, and they bought 11 acres. And so I grew up there and did that year of high school. Mm. Um, I I worked part-time at a restaurant called La Cava in the city um, and loved that and loved the music because they always had live music at night and they had – Homemade Jam, which was the Top Twins, used to be called that ah, years ago. And yep. so they played. And so that's – I started out with first sort of jobs I was doing and then grape picking. And um, and then I got into early childhood when mm. I'd finished my schooling. So, yeah. yeah. And you studied to be an early childhood yeah, teacher I, then? Yeah, I did my um, – well, I did it long-windedly. I've got a diploma and a higher diploma and then did a degree. Mm. Um, and so again, I think my artwork took off a, a little bit then uh, at Teachers College. I was allowed to do some, some, some. Uh, obviously, there were papers you had to do, but then I had some choice, and I chose to do some art papers. And that I didn't think at the time that they were great, but when looking back at my art now that I'd produced then, they're actually quite lovely. Mm. And um, yeah, sort of surprised myself. I did really well at the papers because it was something I loved. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Know. And you were obviously naturally gifted in that area, but you hadn't really explored yeah. the gift at that point, I guess. Yeah, I enjoyed the actual development of the art plans and things for kids because mm. that was a passion of mine. Was I wanted to to show the joy of art to little people, mm. and it was amazed at how well they could do things that you'd think were impossible, but actually giving them the process, they produce some really beautiful artworks. So mm. I loved that part of it and, yeah, did yeah. quite well at that. And yeah. teaching is a very creative job, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. And if you've got a passion for it, usually you can do it well. Yeah, and, you know. yeah, absolutely. So um, you're teaching at Kindy. So you've been – how many years have you been a kindergarten teacher? Well, it was I was first in a, a day, what actual daycare centre in Mount Eden for years, and then about fourteen years, and then we we moved out to. So I was flatting with my now husband. Oh, first I was flatting with girlfriends and things, and yeah. and then we my husband and I moved out to uh, Waimalku, so back out this way, which mm. was really lovely. So close to family and. Um, so then I started teaching where I'm still teaching, mm. which is really quite lovely to yeah, think. Yeah, that is incredible. It's, that's um, Kumu, Kumu Village, Village Kindergarten, Kindy, which yeah. is a very special place. Yeah, and, um, and, and it's the people working there, I'd say, that yeah, make it so special. Yeah, I mean, I had that. I had another place, and I want to mention this because actually Eden Epsom Daycare Centre is what I used to run. And I had a very similar creative, great group of women I worked with then. And and we have the same sort of vibe out here mm. with with that that have a passion for teaching. Yeah. And 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 so I'm really enjoying the 
that journey still, mm. which and is great. And you've got an amazing reputation in the community. Every, you know, so many kids have gone through yeah. your kindy and know Mrs. Williams. Yes. <laughs> it's pretty special yeah. when you bump into these big adults That's that you've right. taught and they remember you yeah. <laughs> fondly. That's and you've been you there for 20? Be. Uh, I've been here there 25 years wow. now, I think. Yeah. That is incredible. And I really, I still love it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Oh, you're a great teacher. And, uh, yeah, as you say, you bring so much creativity, in, as do the other teachers at that centre. Mm. You know, uh, it's amazing what you do with the little ones. Thank you. Yeah, yeah no, I love it. So um, through that, you know, coming from Wellington, moving up here, when you were a younger adult and, and apart from the actual work that you did when you were training to be a teacher and in and, and teaching, were you actually doing anything on your own, making art sort of for yourself? Well, I've always sort of made cards. I've always, I've never really bought cards. I've always made my own. So I guess, and I think that's like a lot of people that are creative, but that don't really have an outlet mm. other than that. And I'd get my kids' artworks and I'd make them into cards. And so, and I always had lots, yeah, I had lots of little projects on the go like that cards and things i i always created i've always created quite an aesthetic house too i like like i said you like you said at the beginning i like beautiful things around me uh, that tell stories so everything in my house tells a bit of a story you know of my life they've come from all over the world or different galleries or um so i guess yeah, I love that sort of thing. Mm. I love yeah, mm. beautiful objects and and were you make were you actually painting or drawing? Not much? really, not not at that stage. No, I think I was putting all my efforts in because I've got three adult sons now and a grandbaby that we do, and uh, I think I put my time into them more. And it's not that I didn't have time for myself, but it was I would probably take the time elsewhere, like have a boogie board or. Mm. It wasn't to create. Mm. It's really, and it's hard to create when you've got yeah, little ones. Sometimes yeah, the headspace is different. Yeah, I think I just um, I didn't have that. Well, it was you know having the time. I, I guess looking back at my childhood, it was having the the time and the space and the freedom and to just be. And now. Life is getting really busy, and I guess that's what happened. And now, as my kids have got older, that's sort of almost coming back. So mm. I've got a bit more time, even though I'm w working full time teaching. Um, I do have the kids aren't at home now, so I've got the time when I would have been taken up with them to actually be a bit, bit creative now. So yeah. that's been really nice. And it feels like with you, Gabriella, you've always had that sort of creativity sitting there sort of under the surface yeah. and and now that you have the time as you say you're just finally kind of tapping into it yeah uh, right. and and like we said I said at the beginning unleashing this creativity which yeah. has always been there and has come out in different aspects but now you are focusing on you know your own your own work and the development of that and it's been really great to see yeah so um, can you tell us you know how that happened how what was the shift apart from the children moving away what else encouraged you to get started I think probably um, well I probably my mum and my grandmother both died within a year uh, 20 years ago or something and I think wasn't then, although I did change things up a bit in my life then. I there was things I people too that I let go, things that happened that changed my way of thinking that I thought life is really precious and you've got to grab it by the horns and just go for it. And although it didn't happen quite that fast, sort of has been slowly coming. And I guess we're all but late bloomers. Um so um, how it started, I guess, was you actually, as through Creative Matters, had some adult workshops, and I put my name down, and I think I did four, didn't I? Mm. I did, I did uh, painting, painting one, um, printing, printmaking, a ceramic one with Lily and you. And there was another one. I there was another making, paint, sculptural. Making. And, yeah. and so each one of those really 
really, I thoroughly enjoyed it and I did, something was unleashed. So from each one of those, I created some quite interesting things, pieces, and and I came home and I shared them with people, you know, um, the, my kids, my husband, um, your beautiful daughter, my daughter-in-law, Taylor, and 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 people were really quite um, sort of positive and I was really thrilled. And I actually would love them to have gone on and on those classes because they were amazing. Mm. And I produced some pieces that I'm really proud of and have even got on the wall. And, mm. and that for me, I sort of knew I had it there, but I hadn't had the opportunities yeah. for a long time. Yeah. And then I think – uh, I went home too after one of them and started drawing. I'd taken some photos of Middleway just on my phone and I started drawing because I was quite inspired after doing these classes. And, and it would just sit in the evenings because my husband loves telly and I'm not particularly fond of it unless there's a great movie, but I'd just sit near him so we could chat and, and I'd be just sketching away. Um, I love using, at that time, it was mainly different pens, um, black pens. I love the boldness of pens and the fine fragility of different thicknesses too you can mm. get. Um, so I did a lot of drawings. And then um, I think I might have showed one to you and you said, oh, you should be selling these. And I said, oh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> but, well, it was quite reaffirming for me and I thought, Actually, I was liking them, and then if I liked them, it seemed that other people did. It was really strange, and the ones I didn't like felt the same. So mm. it was really quite a lovely feeling. And then I think also from there, um, you and I took a trip to John Bottom to find out prints. And so, because you'd again, you'd said, why don't you get you know get them made into uh Prince. So I did a bit of that, and that was a big leap of faith for me so, mm. to actually branch out and do that. Yeah. And I remember that visit, you know, it was John was so great at um, encouraging you as well. Yeah. And he sort of made you feel like the, the work you'd made was valid and yeah. lovely. And yeah. Which was great because it was very much on that sort of initial part of the journey that yeah. could have, the wrong words from somebody really could have. Put you off? Absolutely, would have. You were still me at that just, stage, yeah. But you were still gaining confidence, yeah, I guess. Yeah. At that point. Yeah, and I, I think, um, after that, too, I think, I think that uh, our lovely local art gallery, Kumu Art Centre, um, and lovely Jago and Yvonne, they were, they've been amazing. So they have little exhibitions every so often, and they had one coming up. And I think again, you said to me, you should put something in, and I thought. Oh, I don't know about that, but I did. And I think I put, I think there was either five or three that you're allowed. And out of them, I sold two out of three or three out of five. There was, I've done a few now, but those, those are what got me going. And I'd sold them to people that I didn't know Mm. as well as people I did know. Yeah. And that for me was the final thing. I thought, oh my gosh. Actually, other people like these too, not just my friends. They're not just being polite, you know. (laughs) So, uh, I think that for me was a really great feeling. Mm. Um, so I try to – I love the, that hub of that community um, gallery. And so I try to support them a lot mm. and I try to enter things quite regularly. Mm. And what do you love about that the community gallery idea or sort of concept? I love that everybody can be part of it, that – Everyone's quite brave in it. Like everyone's feeling similar to me, I think. And well, you know, obviously there are people that are a bit more sort of um, been in it a bit long, yeah, yeah, but longer than me. But but I'm sure they feel a little bit like that as well. But I love I love how they're so supportive. Like mm. amazing. So Jago and Yvonne were when I something I did was a my first solo exhibition which was just before COVID, and they were incredible. Mm. Jago helped me design my flyers, and I took the day off to help them set it up. They just were incredible. Mm. I can't say enough about yeah, them. and um, very supportive. Oh, so supportive. And But who, I mean, that's incredible that you had a solo ex- exhibition. What's that after painting for how many years? Yeah. Two, two years? Probably two or three or four. Yeah. And, and yeah, and, and actually incredible. did that's incredibly great. well. Yeah. And 
um, it was one of my highlights of my life, I think, mm. is that I, um, I did, you know, I think I had 20, I can't remember exactly how many pieces, 27 pieces, some originals and um, my Murawai series. Uh, and, yeah, I had a really beautiful opening where mm. my son Ben, one of my twins, he played guitar with his friend Charlie and they – it was just beautiful, and all my boys attended. I, I need to do a little plug that my kids are really creative as well, yeah. actually. So Sam's a tattooist, my oldest, and he's incredibly creative. And uh, Joe used to go to, uh, uh, what were they called, uh, classes for cartooning, mm -hmm. and he's an amazing drawer too. And I'm he sure is. Ben can, but Ben's actually a great musician, so yeah. is Sam. So I think we've got this going on, and yeah. and and they've always had opportunities, and I've tried to give them those because I think that's what kids need. They need mm. time and space and opportunities to mm. do these things, which and I feel like we to, did. And to be creative. Yeah, and encouragement that, yeah, absolutely yeah. give it a go. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, so that was really exciting for me. My, mm, and my that's, that's actually massive. I mean, you know, we, as I said in the beginning, you you only started your practice in your 50s. Yeah. And then within a few years, you're having a solo exhibition, yeah. which is big. I mean, yeah, how did you get brave enough to actually oh. have that whole exhibition? Well, I think it was it was the support I had. I've had so much support from the likes of you, Mandy, thank you, thank and you. your lovely Taylor, who was always – helping me on the way, um, always reassuring me, um, yes, these are great, and helping me with things that like setting up my Instagram and mm. things that were tricky for me and my business cards. And um, now I'm actually okay at things like that, but she was amazing. Um, and and having the support of my husband, he's Paul, he's been amazingly helpful on that journey and the kids, Sam, Ben and Joe. uh but the community too, like actually friends and the gallery and mm. people saying, yeah, absolutely. Mm. And I just thought, well, look, I've been selling little bits here and there in the gallery. I think I'm just going to do this. You know, what mm. have I got to lose? And actually I th can't remember how many I sold, but I think 15. In that. Wow. And for me that was like amazing. That's huge. Yeah, yeah for so, anybody. So. But that, you know, I think it's all about surrounding yourself with – the right people, you know, the people who are on the same page as you yeah. and people you can learn from and yeah. be inspired by and sort of supported yeah. when you're when you're on a new journey, I guess. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Learning um yeah, taking all those skills from people and mm. and uh just sort of supporting you along yeah. the way. It was amazing. And you've always been really good at um you know, asking questions and talking to, to people you trust about, you know, getting advice and, and, you know, to help you with your learning, yeah, which is great too, yeah. I think. Absolutely. And, yeah. Well, you don't know if you don't ask. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, no, that's been really helpful for me. Mm. Yeah. So would you say um, maybe, you know, for people who don't know your work, although you can see it on your, your work on your blog, but can you – Maybe talk about your painting series to start with, yeah. and um, describe what they look like, and um, and part of the proce the process yeah. for making those. Um, I think a lot of my Murawai series sort of is are probably a bit influenced by the likes of Don Binney and Robin White. Quite bold, strong line. I love line, and they're quite abstract. But then there is in some of them, there's quite a lot of detail. Um. I love in those there's some lovely blues and greens too. I love the color the bold colors, not too uh I quite like like quite simplistic some of them, but uh yeah, very bold, very and still the colors you used seem sort of in keeping with reality in a way, but you also kind of take them to another level. Yeah. But you're not sort of going super crazy with the colour palette. Yeah. No, no, they are. You're right, actually. Yeah. And I have – I use a range of black pens for those um, from very fine to quite bold for different thickness. I love that. I love the look of mm. that. Um, yeah, and most of those uh, – the prints – they are a very a basic color palette, like mainly blues and greens. But then I, and when I started doing these in acrylic, because what it, what I love about these is they 
give me an opportunity to revisit them in a different medium. So each print, perhaps, of uh, ink drawing, I've then replicated and um, or revisited, if you like, in acrylic. And I've they're actually loving that. And mm. I've done it on different wood. And um, in my exhibition, I had them boxed with lovely boxed in frames, and it really looked effective. Mm, yeah, um, it does. So, yeah, I, I've branched out from just black and white to black and white with a bit of color to quite color, a lot of color in my mm. acrylic um, paintings, mm. which I'm really enjoying. And you were um, painting on and drawing on paper. Yeah, um, nice quality paper, and then with. to start with, mm. and then yeah, and then of of course I'd get them done into a limited edition print. Yeah. Uh, only I think because I find it hard to think of selling something and not having it. Mm. I you, actually you felt sad. Yeah, I've yeah. So, I felt really sad when I sold my original of the my gannet, which is my probably my favourite piece mm. and f- fortunately for me a really good friend Leslie bought it and so I know it's at Midway mm. and so I can see it whenever I like but that for me to let go of originals but is quite hard. Yeah. But So do you keep those at all? I do for my drawings. I've got all the yeah. original drawings. And then you sell the prints. Yeah, but because with that- my paintings I do get prints made of my paintings as mm. well because mm. once again I actually don't like getting rid of the whole thing mm. but this way somebody gets an original and then you can still have a print and they come up beautiful yeah on white paper yeah they do. i love the white that john botton's quality is just beautiful yeah he's great and he's so helpful and it was you know i re- remember going back to that meeting with him where you know it's so overwhelming for a new artist to make work and then to know about you know what how many what's my edition going yeah. to be and yeah what kind of paper and what size and how many and it is quite daunting isn't it and overwhelming but I think you know for people listening who are on that journey it's really just about going to someone like John at fine fine art print print art um, art, yeah to um, get that support and you know he's very good at giving you time and Advising and yeah. you know, that yeah, he's kind of thing. actually amazing. But he, it is overwhelming, isn't it, when oh, you go down that road of, of getting prints yeah, made? Absolutely. And I've sort of it's been a learning journey. So I, I'm always texting him or ringing him, saying, "Help! I need another one, or I need this bigger or smaller, or um, or not so bright." Or and he's amazing, mm. and he's he knows me well now because I've been going to him for a long time, and every new piece I get imaged because I don't want to let go of any of them. So. Yeah. And the proofs are actually quite precious, mm. I've learnt since. And I have a Robin White proof, and it's very precious, and I love that. Yeah. So proofs are also your first one off the press, and they're really lovely. Yeah. So um, Yeah, and but, they're worth keeping as well. Yeah, they are. Aren't they? Yeah, and, and actually I felt another part of the journey was that he, John Botton also asked if I would be happy to have my work on his website. As for a because he's got a sale, I've forgotten the name of it off the top of my head. But if you do look at um, Fine Art Prints, yeah, they've got a website and my work's on there too. So that was quite mm. an honor. I felt mm. yeah. quite thrilled about that. Mm. Um, and also, gradually, I've I've exhibited and other things since. Yeah, well, we'll come back to we'll yeah. come to that in a Good. second. So just back to the painting. Can you talk to us about that? Um, the process of of putting images of your paintings onto wood. Yeah, I, I, I've been using mainly acrylic, um, and I obviously gesso up the bottom, the wood. Uh, I've got a friend who's a builder who'd get me big slabs of MDF or something, <laughs> but, um, and uh, and then I, it's a layer process for me. Often, um, I'd often start. Well, I learned to start with the back you know, not to do it in blocks, like I've started with backgrounds and sort of worked my way up. Mm. And so I think about what would be important to be in the foreground. And so the sky obviously in the background comes up first. I think you might have even covered this in your painting workshop uh, with us. But And so it's a layered thing for me. Um, and then I obviously I seal it at the end with a special spray. Mm. Um and I do any fine work last, 
at the top. Um, yeah, the details. Yeah, the details. And so you do that that kind of thing where you actually paint onto wood. Yeah. But then also, have you also done uh, worked with somebody who's put images of oh, paintings yes. onto onto a type of wood? Oh yes. Yeah, so, it's quite yes, interesting. Now I know what you're saying. <laughs> so I also I just suddenly thought I'd love to see my work done on a different medium. And when the um, leap of faith. Uh, Murawa Arts came up, I thought I would do uh, try something on birch. And so I found a place called Talk Digital, which, um, and I got in touch. I actually think I put it out on the community page looking for someone that knew where I could do this because mm. John Bottom doesn't do it on wood at this stage. And I didn't want to do it on canvas. I thought it would look nicer on wood. And so I yeah, another leap of faith for me. I, I took a whole lot of images and and sat and worked it out with him. It took quite a few visits to get it right. And so I did, I think I put on a big 2 by 2.4 by 1200 sheet of uh, birch, elite it's called. And then I put a whole lot of my images onto that. And yeah, they came up looking beautiful. Mm, really I was do. actually, I was really thrilled. They they don't need framing, which is a lovely less cost for me and for people. Um, and they've just come up beautifully. The colours have come up well with the grain behind it. Mm. So it's a whole new look. Yeah, it's quite different, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, and I'm really thrilled with that. And then yeah. I, I get uh, um, the framing, picture framing locally. I've forgotten their name too, but that's okay. And they do Akumu picture framing. They um, – put hooks and things on the back and mm. they hang beautifully mm. and they That's just great. yeah they look lovely yeah. yeah and i mean when you think about it you've been you've been making for a total of what six years or yeah and you've already sort of explored different mediums yeah. different media and you know i've noticed that you also explored different types of tools and you know so you seem yeah. you seem quite experimental um so Let's just talk about some of the other things that you've created yeah, and yeah. then we'll talk a bit more about your process. Yeah. So um, I know that you are quite interested in um, patterns and, you know, you, you notice patterns and crockery and yeah. that kind of thing. Yeah. And like me, you have a love for retro yeah. crockery and that kind of thing. So uh, can you talk us through that yeah. side of your practice? Yeah, so another series I've started which is lovely, it will never quite be finished because there will always be more crockery um, is my plate series so I love like man, like you said, I love uh, detail and pattern and shape and so I started a series called my plate series which is just often takes a small part of an image and I just uh, um, draw it in my style or in uh, enlarge it and take just a little piece of it. So, um, and some of them I've painted, some of them I've done onto birch as well as the paper. And that was just with black. Just ink. just with black. Yeah. And some I've added a little bit of colour. Mm. And they are coming up really mm. quite beautifully it's as well. It's very striking the, yeah. the black ink on the on the birch. Yeah. It's almost quite ori oriental. Yeah, it is. Looking. Well I did that well the plate series I've done in circular wood cut, so that's quite nice too. But mm. um yeah, and, and I what I love about it is that people will recognize, they'll think, oh, I recognize that. That looks a bit like a dish I used to have when I was a child. And so that's what I'm enjoying. I'm, I'm enjoying the, the journey of discovery for people as they see them, but mm. also it's part of my life, you know. Mm. And where do nice you find things. the, where do you find the actual plates? That you use are they part of your own collection? Yeah, or? some are part of my own, and um, I've I look in op shops and take photos. But I also, yeah, I have an eclectic dinner set, as you know, because that started after meeting you. <laughs> I love that; it's a great way to have a dinner set with no chips. You just replace each plate with a lovely antique yeah, plate for six dollars. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> or fifty cents sometimes. So I just take a little piece of that and and portray it in my view and mm. that's been another neat journey and it's like the Murawai series is never going to be finished because mm. there'll always be another photo that I can draw that's from right. my photos yeah. same as the crockery yeah and so that's which is been quite great. nice isn't it in a yeah. way that you don't feel like you're exhausting all your no, ideas don't have to find new work it's like revisiting the the drawings into acrylic 
there's always a way of, mm. of reinterpreting. Re- redoing it. Yeah. yeah, that's quite cool. And the, um, I mean, the nice thing about the the crockery and and the landscapes in a way is that you know for somebody who's still learning and developing and and experimenting, even though you're you've already done so well, but you're still at the beginning of your journey. Um, it's quite. It's quite a good starting point, isn't it? Having something yeah. that you can then sort of recreate in your own way, but you've got that kind of just the inspiration and the support from, from something that you've seen Yeah, I think is helpful to know where to take it. And then yeah. you, you take it to your own place. Yeah, absolutely. I think for me I, what I've realised about myself is that I look at things differently I've always looked at things in a very I love life way. That's me. But in the last few years, I look at everything differently. I think when I'm out somewhere, I think, oh, my God, look at the shadow of that on the ground or look at the color of those or look at the patterns that's made. Or When we're traveling by car, I'll say, oh, my God, look at those hills out there. They're great for painting. Mm. So I look at things differently. Yeah. And that gives me inspiration. That's right. And, and so many people, you know, who've who've I've I've spoken to on the podcast have said the same thing. Yeah, I think as you're making and creating, you just notice things more. Yeah, it's really strange. Which is I look great. at things quite differently, and I and I love every part of life. And often there's not enough time in the day for me. I'm that active, relaxed girl. Busy I am. Person. Yeah, and yeah. I love that. Mm. Um, and yeah, I think there's always room for me to grow. I'm often thinking that I'd like to do a botanical series as well and I think that might be something I'd look at some stage mm. too. And you've done a bit of that, haven't little you? A little bit, yeah. yeah. You have done a little bit, but mm. often they were on uh, plates too. So mm. yeah. yeah, But I would love to do that as well, yeah. And that would be with ink and paint? I or? think so. Yeah, I think so. I've sort of branched out Lately, mm. um, so you're doing more some sculptural work as well. Yeah, well, I I did some collage recently, oh, which right, was yeah. really fun. Yeah. Oh, that's, I was thinking yeah. about the the plates. Oh, the um, platters. Yes. Can you tell us about the, yeah. the platters? So they've been used um, using uh, palm husks. Is that yeah. right? Yeah, queen palm. Queen palm. Yeah, yeah, which we have a lot in New Zealand. Yeah, uh, around where we live. But yeah, can you tell us? Yeah, about that? Yeah, I'd love to. So. Uh, Again, looking at things differently, I saw some pods of the queen palms. I think I was at my brother's. And I thought, oh, my God, that's a beautiful shape. And then I saw them a lot more around. They're very similar to Nikau palms, and everyone thinks, oh, I've got lots of them you can have, but they're not. They're from a specific tree called a queen palm, and I use the husks for a beautiful sort of – like a salad bowl, and I use the pods, seed pods, as platters or trays. But what's lovely about these is that I look at each piece raw off the tree, and I look at it with a huge sense of, oh, my gosh, I can create this, that, and this out of this, Mm. because I see potential for them, and uh, they're very – I can make anything from a little garlic holder for your windowsill to a big platter for a whole feast or a fruit sort of platter or a little one for cheese and crackers. Mm. And they're really beautiful to work with. Yeah, they're so beautiful. And uh, we'll put some on your blog. Yeah, photos. lovely. Yeah. But, you know, I have one, just looking at my one now, it's it's the most gorgeous curving shape with the lines underneath. Yeah. And then it's still got lines on top, but that's got the – um stain on it yeah. isn't it so it's it's darker on top yeah yeah so how did you figure out you know how to make what you wanted to what I you think had in your mind the first one i made is on our table at home because you can just use them for stones and shells and things i did it slightly differently i i did i cut it with a handsaw at that stage and then i just roughly sanded it and polyurethaned it now it's lovely, but it's nothing to what I'm making now because I, I, I actually spoke to a friend of my brother's who makes beautiful guitars out of Nikau palms. Oh, wow. And they are stunning. And he, to- he gave me a bit of feedback about uh, what you, to use. So I use a Danish wood oil, Harlem Danish oil it's called, and I have a jigsaw now so I don't need to hand cut. <laughs> mm-hmm. 
and I, uh, for the pods anyway, and so I cut them to shape. I have them in stages everywhere at home, and then I sand, and so I sand once, then a coat of the oil, which I then rub in, and then I sand again when they're dry, and then paint on the oil, and then do this three times, so it's quite a process. Mm. It's a lot of work, mm. but I have all my own tools now, which is exciting. It's so it's not like doing it by hand. Yeah. In fact, I just bought a good mask, so I've got a proper mask now, so I don't mm. get dusty. And do you sand the or file the edges? Yeah, I do. All the edges are smoothed off. Yeah, so it's mm. quite a lot of work. I sand the whole thing all over, particularly around the edges, to, and I give them a lovely shape. Like, um, I just. The lines, again, of those, there's something about the lines on them. There's a beautiful grain in the actual wood. And underneath the pod part's got a lovely line. So I often go with those lines and I just look at a piece and I think, ah, oh, that would look lovely curved this way. And mm. so, and but what would the use of it be? So I, I think of a few things going through my head when I'm making them. What purpose you know because I want and will they balance mm. and uh yeah and they and so far so good they all they've come up beautifully I yeah. haven't had any that I haven't liked and again I'm a bit weird about selling them but they sell really easily yeah but I'm but sad about each one that goes I mm. think oh no that one's gone you get a bit attached yeah it's so weird mm. but um and it's a beautiful process that you yeah. go through from spotting them on the trees or being gifted them yeah. from people, which yeah, well, is lovely. Yeah, well, that's the thing. Half the community yeah. know that I collect them and mm. I either find some on my front lawn waiting for me or I get texts from someone saying, Gabrielle, I've got a whole lot of those pods you want. And so – or I'll suddenly see them, especially outside the Kumu uh, – uh, testing station they have the trees there they're always dropping them and so I fly around there in the mornings and people are probably <laughs> thinking who's lady? that crazy lady <laughs> in her gym gear going into or whatever on my way to work and I pick them up and but I and, and you know our house is uh, our laundry is a sort of stage of different stages of development there are some uncut outside some Cut to shape, but not sanded, and, and and then I stamped them also with my logo, which mm. Taylor helped me create. Yeah, my GMW stamp, which goes on just to personalise them. Yeah, oh, they're so beautiful, but, but I'm Gabriella. Really happy You're with really them. clever, and you've had a couple of market days, you know, down at Murawai and, yeah. and other places, and they've like literally sold out, yeah. haven't they? No, they've been really successful. Yeah, and people love them. Yeah, and I love the way you've got all the platters on the table, like you know, maybe thirty or 40, and people spend time really selecting the one that yeah. speaks to them, which is yeah. quite beautiful, isn't yeah. it? Yeah, it is. It's great. Yeah. and Because um, they're yeah. all such different shapes and, yeah. and feels, aren't they? I think they're good, and I think I price them really well too. I don't. I want people to have them, mm. and I think that's the thing. You do and you don't. You do and you don't. <laughs> yeah, no, no, exactly. But I am really pleased with them. I'm yeah. really enjoying them. They're quite a lot of labour intensive, but mm. – uh, again, people have been really supportive of mm. that journey as well. Oh, they're you beautiful. Know, yeah. And I think, you know, all the way through, you you are making work that people really are drawn to and respond to, which yeah, is well, very gratifying, isn't yeah, it? Yeah, it's exciting. Mm. And, and being part of your um, the Middle Way Arts was another opening for them too, actually, mm. and my art. So that's been lovely yeah. too. Yeah, and that's, you know, so not only are you working with the local community gallery, but you're doing like a local show. Middle yeah. Arts is a biannual show um, that we put on at the Murawai Surf Club and have about 60 local artists showing their work. So, you know, it's great to be involved in that as well, yeah. isn't it? Yeah, that was yeah. my second just recently. And yeah. in actual fact, my first one was a bit of another, I was a bit nervous about it. But again, I did really well and mm. I thought, oh, people actually are liking this mm. work. And so this this particular one, uh, I put in some prints and some of my pods and trays. Yeah, and I mm. it had a really good success. Yeah, yeah, it was great. And you're starting to branch out. You've done a little bit of collage. Yeah. And um, sort of different shapes and that kind of thing. Can you tell yeah, us about and that? Yeah, I think um, – I think that the inspiration from my – I've got a recent piece of art that was a, a collage which I did on a circular, a big large circle, um, and it's called Colourful Life. And I think that sort of says all about my life because my life's been quite 
I feel very fortunate in my life. Yes, I've had some hard times, and but I've had a really full, rich, colourful life. And this particular piece I've just done was a collage, which I again got done as a print. And it's come up beautifully. Mm. And and I love the clean cut of circular colour on a white background. Mm. Something quite beautiful about that. Mm. And then again, I did that on to, to Birch with no background and it actually looks different again yeah but, so lovely. yeah I'm branching out and I'm yeah. quite loving that yeah and so. uh, would you say that your inspiration comes from just something that you see that sort of sets you down another path because you know in the time that you've been making you actually have made lots of different things yeah and lots of different styles in a way although they all kind of connect I think yeah 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 so what what is well, the starting point for you I think I will see, like with Murawai, it was just because it's a special place for me. I started taking the photos and started drawing. But it was, it sort of was initiated really by your classes, got me going again. I do mm. have to give you the credit mm. there, Mandy. Well, thank you. No, I, think I really I've, do. It was all ready to go. I just, it, I just helped you over it? the edge. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but, but so for me, that was huge. And then also, um, I think doing these classes as one of your educators for Creative Matters. That sort of made me think that I don't want to limit myself. So we were doing a circular piece in, in one of the classes, and I thought, I quite like that. I I like that idea. And so one of the ones that I was creating alongside the kids in the class was one that I've actually had printed, mm. and I love it. Mm. And I thought, um, I'm going to try these different things. So for me, putting myself uh, out of my comfort zone seeing ideas from mm. other areas like yeah. art classes like other artists just yeah mm. exposing yourself yeah. to different, different opportunities stuff. and yeah. different things yeah and and you're pretty brave in that way I think that yeah. sometimes you're slightly out of your comfort zone but you kind of yeah. go there yes. so you know I think I think your story is is really interesting like I said at the beginning and especially quite sort of encouraging I'd say to people who are thinking about or wanting to be creative but haven't quite sort of figured out what they're going to do or how they're going to do it. Would you have any advice for people in that position? I think just if you want to do it, actually just go for it. And it's because I came to a place where I was ready. And so if you're ready and you're feeling that, then you're obviously ready. Just But show it to people that you are close to, that you trust Surround yourselves by people that are a little bit like-minded. I think that's the thing. Like being involved in the community art gallery, the Murawai Arts with you, with Taylor, with all these creative people, with my kids. I think just surround yourself by people that will help you on that journey, like will actually support mm. you and guide you because if you're keen, then it's going to work. Mm. You just, just got to get going. Yeah, yeah, and I'm definitely a late bloomer, but it's take. Yeah, somebody said to me the other day, "Why did you wait so long?" And I said, "Well, it was really not the right time. Obviously, the time was right now. Mm, yeah, I've taken it all, and I've done some really creative things. And in my fifties, I've started to do art and singing mm. and all these strange and things. music. But music's great too, yeah. you know. And but you, I mean, I'd say everything in your life has sort of led up to this. It's not like it's yeah, no. a sort of random thing no, that suddenly happened. That's how I feel too. It's yeah. meant to be now. Yeah. And sometimes yeah. the universe brings you things yeah, when absolutely. she's ready. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's very cool what you've managed to achieve. Yeah. And so, um, you know, you're you're a practicing artist and a full time early childhood teacher. Um, you know, maybe in the future the balance might shift, or you spend more time making art. Have you thought about your the sort of commercial side of your art practice? And um, I know you don't have a website. Um, but you do sell, you know, every time you put your work up to sell, it does sell so yeah. well. Yeah. So um, how how do you think you're going to be selling your work in the future? I think for me, well, two things you broached on there. I think for me, I'd love to see more time for art and a little bit less teaching. I love teaching, but I want to get a bit more of a balance at some stage. Uh, but mortgages insist at the moment. Yeah. But I would like to... My thoughts are perhaps, yeah, get some support from like you or Taylor to help me with a uh, website. I think that's a good move. But mm. I also have this idea that 
I now have no child in the sleep out, so that's now my studio. And so I would love to see myself, which I am planning to do a, like an open studio. And so just put it out there. Um, I think I'll get some sort of banner made. Put it out there on the community page that I'm going to do this and go for it mm. because I've got nothing to lose. Um, and I'll keep taking part in the galleries. I guess that's something I need to say to people who are thinking of doing this too. If there's an opportunity at the local gallery to put a piece of work in, I'm just going backtracking a bit, don't miss out on that. Do that because that's how I got going. Mm. Put yourself out there because that's a really good starting yeah, point. Yeah, and that can know. lead on to other Yeah, absolutely, because that's how it started really for me. Mm. But um, I think I'm going to do the open studio and I'll let the community know and uh, put it out there idea. and see how I go. Yeah. Because and do you like that idea of, of being, you know, interacting with people as they interact with your work? Is that something that you enjoy? Yeah, yeah I love chatting with people about art. Mm. Yeah, and I... I'd enjoy people to come and have a look mm. and um, have my trays and bowls and artwork and, uh, yeah, go from there. And uh, what else? That, that's probably, mm, That yeah. sounds great. And the website, do you see yourself selling prints off a website? I mean, you sell through Instagram? Yeah, I do through Instagram. And when I put it out there on the community page occasionally, uh, yeah. I can see myself mm. doing that. I think that's mm. probably a good move. Yeah, um, where you could go from yeah, here. Yeah, absolutely. Sure. And doing the odd open studio or or something at Middleway Arts. Mm. Uh, again, mm. things like that mm. locally. I'll keep going at the exhibitions because yeah. I think that's really It gives you something good. to aim yeah, for. Yeah, really good it? fun too. Yeah. And, and I bought lots at the exhibitions myself and I love supporting locals. So, mm. yeah. Yeah. That's very cool. And what about the idea of, you know, Approaching a, a other galleries does that is that something Ooh. that freaks you out or <laughs> well, something you'd like to consider? Uh, I probably it's something I could consider. Yeah, I just have to think where mm, and how and how. Yeah, it's I guess because my work is at this stage a lot of it is based on Middleway. Mm. Not that it really matters because some of it's so abstract that you wouldn't know mm. at times. But, yeah, maybe I could. That's mm. a thought. We might yeah. have to discuss this further. Absolutely. <laughs> I think that's our next development, possibly. Yeah. And so, Gabriella, you've done so many different things already in, in such a short time. What can you see yourself um, attempting or approaching in your art practice in the future? I think I'd like to sort of explore some other mediums and uh, techniques. We, did a, we have done a bit of lino cutting and, and etching and things in those adult classes, which I loved. And so I would actually like to explore them further. Um, and I and think maybe, your work would lend itself yeah, really well to that kind yeah. of thing. It's so lineal. Yeah, that's exactly what I was going to say. I love the line work. And, um, yeah, I'd love to try that. So I think I love the circular thing I'm doing at the moment. And I would like to perhaps think about some sort of series of life and then the collage, like colourful life is one of mine, but to – think about other moods of life mm. in those circular mm. images, but also definitely some sort of printmaking. Mm. I think that'd be great. Yeah. yeah. Well, I can't wait to see where you take it. Yes. And I can see you sort of, you know, for the rest of your life creating yeah. and ending up with a massive body of work because you are yeah. quite prolific. Yeah, and you have yeah. lots of different amazing ideas which you make happen, which is yeah. amazing. Yeah. yeah. I feel like, I just wanted to say, I feel like, I was gifted a very special childhood. I do feel like that with siblings who were amazingly supportive and uh, creative themselves. And now as adults, they're like amazing musicians. My two brothers and my sisters teach, uh, she's doing a BA at the moment and really clever. Mm. And so I feel like I've been lucky. I feel like I've hopefully given that to my kids. Mm, I'm sure and, you have. And so, uh, yeah, I feel like that's been, yeah, like, I think it's about children need opportunities. And yeah, mm, so I feel like. Yeah, that sort of line of creativity yeah. goes all the way through, doesn't it? Yeah. Through generations, hopefully. So, my last question for you, young lady, <laughs> is um, what puts fire in your belly? Oh, well, I 
always told that I'm one of the most passionate people. People know that's what somebody said to me at work the other day. And I think most things do. Like I love life. I love art and music and colour. I love my friends and my family. And so I, I think I'm one of these people that everything fills my belly. You know yeah, what I mean? Yeah. Like I actually love life thoroughly. Mm. And so – but I love what's in it. So the people in it are really are really precious to me. Yeah. And and going to exposing myself to music, I, every opportunity I can, I either sing or go to music. Um, and I love to love beautiful places and beautiful things. And, mm. Yeah. So I guess mm. that's those sort of things. Yeah. And yeah. people. Yeah. Yeah. But you, um, you are a very positive passionate person and um, everyone who knows you would agree and you know it's a privilege for me to have met you and I'm very happy that your son decided to marry my daughter. I'm very happy too. (laughs) (laughs) And it's it's very special and you know that we've been on this art journey together and I think as I said at the beginning I think your story is one that could really help a lot of people and and give people faith um, that you know, it's never too late. Yeah. And and the way that you've approached it has been incredible and you've got so much out of it and so much success out of it. Yeah. And, uh, yeah, it's, it's been a privilege to watch. Thank you. Well, it's been you've been a big part of this journey, so thank you as well, amazingly. Thank you, Very darling. All right. Thanks. See you later. Bye. Bye.